and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Howard podcast. Today we've got Puneet. Puneet, thank you for joining us. Thank you. First question, as always, goes out is what made you come to CrossFit Harrow? Why CrossFit Harrow? Um, well, I've been doing CrossFit for a few years. Okay. Um, and I, so I started when I was in Canada. Uh, when I first moved to London, I remember doing Google Map searches for CrossFit gyms. And uh, just so happened that I was, I decided I wanted to live in Northwest London. So I decided to come, come in here, give it a try. Immediately felt at home and uh, yeah, nice. stayed. Yeah. Cool. So you were in Canada and yeah. then what were you doing in Canada? Oh, I, so I originally went to college there. I went for my university. Um, I got my first job there as well. So oh, wow. I stayed there for a few years, uh, lived in Montreal for a few years and then Toronto for about seven years. So yeah, spent a significant amount of time there. Is there a big difference between those two places? Um, you mean the cities? Yeah. Um, yes, uh, because Montreal is in the is in the French province of Quebec. Uh, Toronto is in in the English province of Ontario, so English speaking rather. Um, so yeah, there is there are some slight cultural differences, although both are quite friendly to English speakers. Um, so um, yeah, it was actually quite easy to, in fact, the university I went to in Montreal was an English university. It's amazing speaking to people on these podcasts because I learned so much about geography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you went to college yep. at, at, in, in Canada. Is that college straight after school? Or is that the equivalent of university? Because uh, it... Yeah, it's, it's university, yeah. Oh, fine. So I did my bachelor's degree there. Fine, what did you do that in? Uh, electrical engineering. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why, uh, two questions, why do that in Canada and why, why did you choose that? Oh, um, it, just, it just worked out. Uh, well, I went to an inter inter international school actually um, and I uh, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, and one of the options, I felt I was, oh, I was good at math and physics. So I figured that's something I'd want to do. Um, and it just, yeah, it just sort of uh, worked out. And then like amongst all the college options that I had, I had I had a choice in Singapore. I had a couple of wow. schools in the States. I, and then I had this one in Canada of the schools I got into. So I decided to go to this one. And yeah, just... just wow, so you had quite a few options. Yeah, I had, I had, a, I had a few options. And is that because of your... Is that because of your studies that you... And your results and stuff that you're able to have those options? Um, yeah, I guess you can say that. I was I was a good student. <laughs> <laughs> in the most modest way. Yeah. Um, and then before life in in because I want to get into the Canada a bit more. Before life in Canada, where 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 was life before? Oh, that? I was I was born and raised in Bombay. Okay. So my my parents still live there. My brother, sister-in-law, grandmother is still there. Fine. So I, I visit them uh, every now and then, and uh, that's still I think of it as home. Yeah. yeah, and what was life growing up in Bombay? Like, what, what, what age did you move? Was it like the 18 mark? Um, so, yeah, it was, just, it was just that. Like, I, uh, I went to an international school, decided I wanted to go study abroad. And uh, I had, honestly, when I first left, I thought I was probably just going to go for the four years and then come back. But uh, that's not how it worked out. I just ended up staying on for longer um, and decided to work and... I still haven't made my way back to Bombay, so. Because you picked up a little bit of a twang. Yeah, in your, the in accent, your, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a Canadian-American yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sports-wise in, in Bombay when you were growing up, were you heavily involved in sports? Not really. I was, in fact, I was a very chubby kid. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so um, I was, 
yeah, I was I was never really very athletic or anything um, during school or yeah while growing up at all. Like not not involved. Yeah. So what what was the turning point? At what point did you think right? I'm gonna get into sport a little bit more. Was it was it team sports? Was was CrossFit your first? Um... Um, so, I think it started in my third year of university. Okay. Uh, one summer, I was in Montreal and just decided to go give some group classes at the YMCA a try. Um, they had they had boot camp that they used to organize in small groups, yeah. and uh, it wasn't just done indoors. Like they they used to take us. Uh, out as a group uh, so Montreal has got this hill in in the middle of the city so we used to actually go running up the hill and stuff wow. and do drills along the way so so that was actually the first time that I got into it fitness is quite big there right yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of gyms and like yeah. the outdoor kind of lifestyle quite yeah what, what's the I've never been and maybe a little bit ignorant to it but what's the like climate weather wise in, in Montreal so Montreal about five months of the year it's nice and sunny it can get pretty warm as well um, winter, it's pretty cold. It can be as low as minus 20 in the winter. Wow. So, Did you experience that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got used to it, lived there for some time. So, Because yeah. I would imagine that's a massive change in climate yes. from Bombay to... Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, what, t- talk us through your, <laughs> your first experience of that, like minus 20. Like, was it... Did it come straight away or was it like going... In a few, in a few months, yeah. Um, so that was... So I, I moved in the fall, so September is when I moved to college, and that's when it gradually started getting a little co- cooler. Um, and uh, yeah, just one fine day, I experienced my first snow, and that oh, was- you've not seen snow up No, I hadn't seen, seen snow, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was, that, was, that was also quite new, and then yeah, just, just got used to it. Then it was like, I, I, Jan, Feb were the months when it was the coldest, generally. March is when it starts to thaw a little bit. Um, so, yeah, just, just got used to it. I had, I made sure I had like enough layers and stuff. Uh, but life goes on there. It doesn't yeah. like stop like here yeah, when yeah, it yeah. snows and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, quite, everything, everything's going. The, the subway system, uh, roads public transport. Roads are quite periodically cleaned. Even, even the sidewalks, um, they, they, they have shovels like to, to take the snow out and stuff. Um, and yeah, the city just ends, ends up like salting the roads and quite wow. periodically. So. Yeah, they adapt pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Here is a little bit more slower. Yes. I'm, you've obviously been in England when it snowed and stuff, right? Just, well, I've only been here two years and it snowed once in the two years I've been here. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I haven't wow. seen much of it. Um, so when making that decision to be like, right, I'm going to leave Bombay and, yeah. and go abroad, what, what was it about Canada? Because obviously you had, you said there was Singapore and there was yep. the States. What was it that kind of pushed you over the edge? And why would, did you feel like you wanted to go abroad? Was it like an opportunity thing? It was just an opportunity thing, yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know if I gave it much thought at the time, to be honest. It was just 18. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just like, oh, there was a few, there was a few options I had. Um, and- No major responsibilities. Just, just made a, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a leap of faith, really. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect and, um, yeah, it just, just worked out. That's, yeah. that's just how it was. So through your third year, that's when you got into sports? Yep. And then when, it, when did it, at what point did you get introduced to CrossFit? Was that after university? Yeah, after university, um, about a couple of years out actually. Um, so I got introduced to sport in about the third year. I was just going to the gym. Um, I still didn't know enough about lifting or um, 
so I hired a personal trainer, went through some sessions with them, um, which was quite helpful at the time because I didn't I didn't know anything about how to squat or yeah, yeah. and so on. So um, and then I just got curious about CrossFit. I used to hear about it and because um, it's pretty big in the yeah, in, in yeah, it's, it's it's quite big there too. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, just just decided to give it a try. Um, I had I had some preconceived notions about it. Like I I was a bit intimidated to be honest. A lot of people do feel yeah. that way, yeah. I um I remember writing an email to one of the boxes in my neighborhood saying um I so one was always oh, it's I was just afraid it's it's like a cult or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. everyone's like really muscular it's very intimidating everyone's on a like, paleo diet and, and stuff. That, that was massive a few years yeah ago. yeah <laughs> so uh so they used to sort of like complement each other and uh i so i i was raised vegetarian um so i was i used to wonder oh is, this, is that going to make a difference or, <laughs> um so i actually remember writing to one of the coaches who was very kind responded back saying no we have all sorts of people coming in um and uh the thing that really blew me away, I think, was that as soon as I walked in, like these notions I had about, oh, there must be like people who are much stronger than me, and um, and everyone's the same. But it really wasn't like that. In fact, they they catered to all levels uh, of fitness, and and that was, and and the coaches were also quite invested in you, and like in mm. terms of well. It, I guess it varies from gym to gym, but at least I got lucky that the one I went to yeah, yeah. was yeah. was quite uh, invested in that. And um, I, I also really love the community aspect, which isn't there in a regular gym. Like you generally tend to just like go and like wear like your headsets and like you're in the zone. You don't want to talk to anyone. And um, that was that was another thing that I really, really liked about it. Um, and. The fact that even if like I might be the last one finishing, there'll be someone cheering me on to get me over the line. Yeah, um, yeah, that is was, amazing. Yeah, when you see that in the flesh as well, like people yes. listening or, or watching yeah. this, but when you actually are in that position, it is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's actually like, and, and it, it does give you a little bit, bit of a kick that you yeah, know yeah. someone's watching you. Yeah. Um, and like like cheering you on as you're as you're trying to get it over the line, while while struggling with it. Yeah. And and yeah, that that was and and that's how I just I got into it and then I just stayed. Um, Amazing. I couldn't. I couldn't go back to a regular gym after, which I did try and failed at. Oh, did you? Yeah, you yeah, tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just it just so happened that work got a bit stressful, and I uh, I made the mistake of wanting to cancel my membership uh, about two years into it. Um, and then yeah, I tried to go to a gym. I even went to a slightly fancier gym, thinking that like a maybe, boutique kind of stuff. yeah, like one like a like a spa kind of gym or something. <laughs> With uh, with good facilities and everything, which I thought might motivate me to go in, uh, but still I just couldn't sustain it. And um, I got I got used to having someone plan my my workouts for me, and that is something that just um, yeah just gave you one less thing to think about. Yeah, exactly. And it it, it really it really just I, I I just couldn't go back to doing it myself. That's very interesting that you actually um, saw, you felt the contrast, like you yep. were there in, in Canada at a CrossFit gym, work, it didn't work out in terms of like work schedule and then tried to go to like boutique or gym and then felt like felt the big difference. Yep. 
um, and then went back. Um, that's that's interesting because I think sometimes I think people do have these uh, these thoughts about what CrossFit might be and maybe scared to take that plunge. But generally, once they get that taste of what it is, they don't tend to go back. And if they do, at yeah. some point, they do come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's fascinating. Um, talk us through a little bit more. Do you remember your, uh, your like your first experience of like workout, kind of like walking through those doors? Yeah. So, well, I didn't know much about Olympic lifting in general, um, and initially I struggled a bit with the movements and movement standards. Things like snatches uh, didn't just come overnight. So, uh, being like having an on ramp for that really really helped uh, but even then I uh, it took me some time to get comfortable with it even the gymnastic movements I was terrible at it uh, I uh, couldn't skip a rope before but that, that, yeah. but that doesn't surprise me because a lot of adults don't yeah. practice that skill yeah, yeah. from their childhood like yeah. they forget yeah and it, yeah, it just wasn't something that we did. And um, like, at least I don't remember ever doing it as a kid. So that's, that's why I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> Some kids don't, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's so, true. so yeah, I just, I just never got into it. And um, I don't remember being able to do a pull-up um, or toast to bar. It was all really, really foreign. Um, Which a lot, of the, for the, like, a lot of these movements now that you were very competent with. It's taken, yeah, you know, it's, it's, but it's taken. Yeah. It's taken the consistently showing up and trying to to push myself a little bit with them and yeah. practice them and so on. Yeah. Um, so, do you remember your first workout? No, it's probably been a really long time. But yeah, I remember uh, feeling a little nervous. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, I just got into it, and because I'd done a bit of boot camp before, so I sort of. I knew about like the stuff. high intensity training sort of thing was something I was I was accustomed to. So yeah, it just yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't afraid of it. I think probably there was there've been a few times when I've met Pukey. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in a workout and it's partly and more often than not it's just been my fault. Like where I either forget to breathe in the workout or I don't eat enough um, or something of the sort. Wow. And that ends up, uh, but but yeah, like I think I've just managed to regulate that with time. Like just remember to keep breathing like yeah, through yeah. it. Like even when you're in it, you should be, you should be okay. And, and it, it rarely happens to be honest. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. for those of you that don't know, meeting Pukey is, is, is a, uh, a symbol within CrossFit of like either going too hard or like it's throwing up essentially or like doing too much. Yeah. Um, but some people think that's the right way. Like every workout has to be like that. Um, oh, okay. Which is not correct. It is this. It's, it's not the way, right way to do it. Um, so if you was wondering what meat pukey was, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that, that I'm glad that doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore. And yeah, but, but I still feel like I'm challenging myself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Doing okay. What would you say to someone who had the same thoughts as you starting CrossFit? What would you say to someone if if you could have that conversation with them now, knowing what you know in terms of well, getting started? I would I would say don't be afraid. It's it's probably going to be the best decision you take for your fitness. Um, for me, I, I believe it's for everyone. It's it's accessible to everyone. Yeah. And um, you will get better at all the various facets of fitness 
through through CrossFit. It's it's not just about strength. It's about it's it's about the other aspects of it yeah. as well. So. Okay, um, and then so you've done you, you were out in Canada, and then what made you move to the UK? Oh, it was um, you said a couple of reasons. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a couple of reasons. One was um, wanted a shorter flight back to Bombay, <laughs> so that was one. What and is it? What are the flight times? Like, uh, from so from Toronto, there's there used to be a direct flight, which I I'm not sure if it's still running, but it was about 15 hours. Okay. Um, to get there and now from london i can easily get a direct which will get the, get me there in nine hours okay. um which on a plane is a huge difference yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so six hours a long time yeah and i also feel the difference like in terms of you know t- talking to my family and stuff um what are the time zones the, the- so it's it's either nine and a half or ten and a half hours behind if uh, so bombay versus toronto um Versus now, it's four and a half or five and a half. Okay. So, so you get more. Difference. Do you get more contact time? With yeah, them? I do. Yeah. So, so in that respect, it just worked out well. And yeah, it was. That was that was one. And then I just I just wanted to. Um, I think I'd reached a point where like I'd spent about twelve years in Canada, and I just wanted to outlived it. Yeah, just like get out and try it again, uh, or try something new again. So yeah, that was it. Like I just decided to start looking outside. Um, many of my friends from college um, ended up taking up jobs in the states okay instead um, I was probably the only one who decided to go further east um, and uh, yeah just try this instead so wow so left every, almost like left everyone yes yeah I, I practically uprooted myself so yeah it was and that was that was also quite an experience I probably it, it's not the same when you're doing it like at the age of 18 versus at the age of 30 it's it's quite different it's, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. feels a lot harder and stuff yeah. like to to get it done but yeah so did you when you came to london did you did you come did you reside straight away in around haraway well i live in wembley yeah so yeah close enough yeah um, yeah and it was um yeah i i was just i was just i didn't know enough about neighborhoods in london or like where to live and stuff i just wanted a decent commute to work which was in the city did you arrange work before you came, like did yes. you yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so so i actually took a transfer with the company that i'm oh, right. currently with um so yeah they sponsored my transfer and everything and um, they were willing to have me here so um that's yeah great. that's how it worked so it just worked out well um to be able to make that move um I, uh, yeah, I just, so I already had like work and everything lined up. I just had to worry about accommodation really. Yeah. Um, and uh, part of my, my house search was based on finding a CrossFit gym because I wanted to <laughs> A lot of people back. Do, yeah. do that actually. When they, when they move out, yeah. like we've often had people in the past um, and still to this day say like, you know, I'm moving house, but I'm trying to stay as close to here as possible. Yeah. Um, or uh, I'm basing my house location on access to a CrossFit yeah gym, across the gym which yeah. says a lot like about what yeah. CrossFit does to people yeah that's true like I I just feel like that I think it's the community aspect and just being able to come back know people on a first name basis have them know you on a first name yeah, basis yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's just very different like yeah. I, I find from going to a regular gym where yeah you probably may or may not start a conversation with someone yeah you um, kind of just give yeah, the nod yeah, and yeah, smile yeah um, talk us through like what work. So an IT consultant. Mm-hmm. What does an IT consultant do? So I implement software for 
largely financial services companies at okay. the moment. Um, yeah, I've been doing that for about five or so years now. I think actually almost six years now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they, at the moment, I'm, I'm working on loan origination systems for banks, as an example. Um, and yeah, we just work with the, with the client stakeholders, get the requirements, and then try to solution it and build it on the platform. And then yeah, so does, and so does this involve coding and stuff like yes, that? Yes, I, I write code as well. Um, That's so hard. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so I, uh, I think I was lucky that like in, my, in engineering, we, everyone goes through at least one semester of a programming class. Um, so some of the skills that I learned there is what I'm applying now. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, so that was, I, I think because I took it up at that time, it just worked out that I was able to transfer that into, into a, pla like using it for a platform. I'm assuming there are platforms that programmers use mm -hmm. that like, a, like, like it's, it's almost like a blank screen. And then behind that blank screen is you writing the code for it to <laughs> pop up on that screen yeah well this one's this was yeah that's true like this, this is that one's, how it works uh, well not this one like this one's actually like uh, i'm coding at a level where most of the application is already built out you're configuring parts of it and then customizing some of it which requires low code um so it's it not it blows my mind i find it so fascinating yeah and, and now it's become so accessible mm. i find that um there's so many platforms to to pick up code and um you don't always have to start from scratch there's frameworks for, for doing things now yeah a lot um, of them are pre-built yeah. just like a so, lot of them are drag like you can remove the code and yeah, just do the drag and you drop can stuff. you can also do like drag and drop stuff like and yeah like having it all abstracted to that level is is what's made it so accessible like because they're teaching code to younger Students now, yeah, I think yeah. like along, especially around here, there's a few like uh, resource or learning centers yeah. that do coding yeah. for like six to 12 year olds. Yeah, there's, they, they, they put, I think it's being pushed everywhere like uh, as well. Like I, I remember learning a little bit of code even when I was in school. Around, oh, really? Around that age. Um, we even had electives for um, for coding at the age of like 14 um, and 15. I don't know what happened yeah. at my school. I know yeah. like, none of this stuff. <laughs> no codes. No what were the electives? <laughs> I can't really say what I done in school because I'm not sure how much attention I paid <laughs> in school. Um, but no, definitely, definitely no coding. There wasn't, I don't remember in, in an IT class doing coding. Um, I can't remember what I'd done in an IT class apart from mess around. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I think it is quite, especially like now the day and age that we're going, everything has moved online. Everything yep. is pretty much online. Um, so technically you would be able to build something completely from scratch. Uh, I guess, but on a specific platform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, so does this, where you say implementing these, uh, these softwares into the financial yep. institution, do, it, they will have like programs that they work off mm -hmm. uh, or systems. Yep. And it's just, Editing. Yeah, so, so, so they have a cloud-based application. We go in and we, we customize it for them based on what their requirements are. Um, sometimes it's greenfield, so they're starting from scratch. They're just Is replacing. that what it's called, greenfields? Yeah, yeah. When so, it's yeah, blank canvas. Yeah, um, or they already have a system in place and then you're installing a new package on so top would that be like it. customer name, like yeah. those things behind like yeah. those pop-ups come up, yeah. search for that person, yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, like, so I, I do CRM systems oh, uh, right. primarily. So um, yeah, so yeah, customer relationships uh, is, is one of the, it's more or less my bread and butter. Um, so, so yeah, it's just 
right now it's a niche where I'm, I'm doing it for 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 banks. And I guess these are like all across the uh, yeah. what you do would be generally all across the world, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. It, it yeah, wouldn't just be restricted to, yeah. to England. That's so. true. Yeah, it's um, that's that's part of the reason why I was able to move. Like, yeah, because yeah. I was doing I was doing something very similar when I was in Toronto. I was um, I was implementing CRM for um, capital markets at that time. Um, so yeah, it's just because tech. Able to, I know tech's definitely massive in. Um, What's the part of California that it's massive? Um, Silicon name? Valley? Yeah, Silicon yeah. Valley. But also Canada's quite big for tech, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Toronto, in fact, has got a very big tech scene um, now. And um, it's growing everywhere. Like Waterloo is, is there too. Um, that's where Blackberries came from. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know how big massive. they are anymore. Yeah, but like 10 years ago, it was so big. Yeah, yeah like the whole BB thing. Yeah. And that was huge. Yeah. Um, I think that pretty much got replaced by Apple. Yeah, Apple, and then WhatsApp came into yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially the same. Yeah. Same. Con- well, because they originally BlackBerry started the blue ticks. Yes. That was when. Yeah. Uh, you could see when a message yeah. was read, and now yeah. like how everyone's changed their mindset to yeah. like they've read my message. Oh my god! But before, it's like <laughs> you sent a text, and if it got yeah, there, yeah, it yeah. got there, and if it didn't, you just checked your yeah, phone and yeah. see if there was a reply. Um, it's it's quite you've probably seen quite a lot of changes and and um progressions from a lot of these companies mm-hmm. and stuff yeah um over the last few years how, how was i suppose workload for you over over the last 18 months was was pretty um, rough right it has been uh it has been rough at times but uh manageable for most of it yeah i, I guess like the biggest shift was working from home for big parts of it um, just getting used to that was something else. Um, just getting in that routine and, um, yeah, and managing those your stakeholders, uh, both internal and as well as client. Because a lot of those decisions, it would be better to obviously have in person, but I you would get prefer to, see to yeah, body language, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm one of those people who tends to put his camera on, um, and uh, at least when I'm doing meetings and stuff, because I. I I want people to know what I'm yeah, yeah, like yeah. how I'm reacting. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get the whole camera off thing. Yeah, like cuz like it, how like how different is it from You're going to be in the same yeah, you exactly. would have been in the same room. If you were in the same room, like you, you would probably go like, like you'd be yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so work was manageable. Mm-hmm. Um didn't didn't go too too much. But I guess you you probably missed the journey to work, the interactions with people. Yeah. Where is work, certainly... where would be the office? So it would be in the city um so yeah, there's it's it's around Bank Station in okay. that area. Yeah, fine. So it saved you on the commute, but uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I guess I liked having being able to sleep in a bit. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate that part of it, but at the same time, I find that there were days when my workday really, really stretched out um, because. I was working from home. Yeah, you don't really go like I'm yeah. done. There's you're at there's home. no like there's no there's no switching off mm. um, when you're at home. Yeah, and um, with with the whole working from home and stuff, um, did you find that you had set yourself routines? Did you find that like you were just taking every day as it come? Um, was it has it been hard working it, from home? It took some yeah, it took some getting used to. To be honest, like there was. There was a point when I was like, yeah, I'll get out of bed, sit at, like, at my desk in my pajamas or something. And 
take Just showers don't worry, you're not the only noon. one. Yeah, <laughs> but something of the sort. Uh, but uh, but I think that yeah, there are times when like just having the discipline, uh, making sure that you're you wear like some not your pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be doing that. Yeah, be just from the head up. Yeah, just from the head up. Um, and uh, you know, fitness over that time because there's a few zooms that that yep. you've done to um, kept that going, and obviously when we were able to go outside and stuff. So it's been pretty much a big yeah. part of the last yeah. two. Well, it's always been you know since since those that third year in, in uni. But it's been quite a big part of the last two yeah, years for you, right? That's true. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, it's been. Um, in fact, I'd say that through last year, I think I became more regular, more committed to CrossFit um, than I was. I think before lockdown, like I think I was probably coming in, like I was still at probably averaging two or three days a week. But uh, as a result of lockdown and being close to the gym, it was just it was almost a no-brainer. At least yeah, when yeah. it was open to yeah. to be able to come in. Um, and yeah, now I'm able to average. Well, I, I try to make it at least three days a week, um, but generally averaging about four, yeah, I'd four. say. Which is a good amount yeah. of uh, time to be exercising. Yeah, to exercise and then also recover and do it sustainably. Yeah, it gives you a good yeah. balance of like yeah. work life as well and social yeah. life. Because yeah. a lot of people do invest all their time yeah. um, into, into it, which is some people would argue is a very good thing, but actually it, it can be quite negative uh thing in that sense so that that's good what um what are your plans in terms of what does fitness look like for you in the next few months or few years hmm. i think it's always going to be a journey like there'll never be like an i have arrived moment in it so i'm glad i'm so glad yeah. that you say that because i don't think a lot of people understand that when they yeah. they they get into fitness um and that's through you've discovered that by yourself right? yeah yeah it's very interesting to hear people's view and stuff like that. There isn't, um, and we've tried to often send out that message through these podcasts and yeah. through the podcasts that we've done before we've done these ones, that there isn't so much a uh, destination. You don't get to that point and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Fitness is complete. Um, and it is that journey. Although someone could argue that, it's, that there's set goals that you could say, right, I'm done. But then you just rearrange and yeah. there's always a new goal. For me, at least, like something I'm working towards is getting to the men's RX. Weights. Okay. Um, for sure. Um, that's something that I try to work towards, like in, in the workouts uh, that I'm coming for, um, especially with the dumbbells, like trying to get to like the 22 and a half kilos, like at least when we have that as the RX weight. Yeah. And doing as much of the workout as close to RX as possible. Uh, and I have done a few workouts RX, I guess. Um, I guess it's a good feeling, right? It's like yeah. it's done as it is on the yeah. board. I've... And it's nice that when you're like logging it that you actually like score <laughs> yeah. RX. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. there's something very tangible about it uh, that, I, that I like. And, and even with doing it RX, um, well, assuming you finish within the time cap, then they still may not be an I have arrived because there is a chance that like as you get very good at it, that you would probably shave off one or two minutes off your time. Um, and uh, that might yeah. so yeah just, I probably also want to work towards that like where like your intensity is also picking up like yeah um, as you get better at it yeah okay so fitness wise is a case of working towards that and in terms of like work and where you're going to take that or where you want to take that what's in plans for for you where where, where does then what does the next few years look like for you oh well I hoping to stay in at least the same industry and the application that I'm in, but uh, progressing towards uh, more responsibility in that okay. space. Um, 
working instead from day-to-day development to playing more of an enterprise architect role where you look at not just one system but Multiple. all the applications okay. involved um, and be able to architect solutions uh, for the entire business. Wow. So um, that is something that I'd, I'd want to do. In the How do you get years. there? Um, well, it's a few things. I think probably one is like you have to keep learning new technologies. Uh, it's always one. evolving, yeah. right? Uh, but also I think um, at that level, sometimes you you need to be able to make relationships with stakeholders, uh, yeah. senior stakeholders, and be able to present your value proposition and get them to to buy into that. Um, yeah, I'd because say. there'd be quite a lot of uh, money going into those exactly. tech applications. Yeah, yeah. Maintenance is one of the biggest costs uh, for for most softwares. Is that um, because of the the support that's required to keep that subscription fees plus support? Um, so all the people you would be hiring to potentially maintain that application. So, yeah. So that's and and it, it, it just ends up being a very huge big program. Like especially here's the thing. Bigger, yeah. Do people build? I'm sure they do. Uh-huh. Do they build knowing that they, how do I word it, that manageable errors would pop up so that that support system runs for longer? I'm not sure. That's a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> because, that, well, yeah, well, there's always updates and things to do. That's true. Um, I, well, I... I'd wanted to have it work and rather than drip feeding a solution. Um, but I just find that the way you do something today might be completely different a few years from now. And also businesses are evolving yeah. so quickly. They reorganize really fast now. Like you could have a job title today that's A and then your your department is going to be renamed and like merged with yeah, another yeah. one. Then yeah. you have to get your system to work with that new department and that yeah. new process. The reason I ask that is because through obviously the whole COVID thing and working more on tech side is just, and, and working with different uh, softwares and programs and just mm-hmm. seeing that was some of them, not crashed, that's not the right word. Some of them are more problematic than others. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then you're right, you know, the, they have to integrate with other systems yeah. and that, that can cause coding issues, right? Yeah. It can, yeah. Integration issues. It can, there can be runtime issues. All sorts, yeah. The screen doesn't load or like crashes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, just. Curious. I mean, hopefully, no one does it on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> but then they say that about cars, right? They say yeah. that they don't build cars as they used to. They build cars that now that you have after a couple of years, they're um, two, three years that they're taken back to the garage because the service cost and everything else goes back into yep. that company and they keep you there yeah. whilst you could buy a car in, I don't know, the 60s or 70s and you would generally have that car mm-hmm. as long as it was serviced regularly for life and wouldn't have to be going. Yeah, I guess I guess there's there's more of a shelf life and they want to force you to keep buying new. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, word. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I guess that it does apply to some extent to software as well. Um, companies keep evolving, especially all the companies involved in building products in IT. Are you a uh, Apple man or an Android man? Android. 
I, I can't I can't use an Apple phone. Oh, right. Yeah, this is this is embarrassing to admit, but yeah, like if someone tells me, "Excuse me, can you take a picture?" like with I, I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> with an Apple phone. <laughs> Have you always why yeah, Android? Yeah, 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 I was a, well, I was always a a droid person. Um I I'd used Blackberries before and then just got into Droid and I yeah, I just had that phone for some time. I'm the reverse. I can't use yeah, it's, it's, it's the same way. Like, so it's, 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 people are so loyal to one yeah, versus yeah, the other because yeah. like you just got accustomed to it. I, I don't, I don't even know if I'd be able to switch now. Like if I wanted to, like there's, I'm just, there's I'm just, I'm just no so comfortable. Like with, I know what to do. Um, I'd, I'd be far more comfortable with using, using my Android. We, um, we got an Android tablet uh-huh. here um, to use as like a, a base to, communication stuff yeah. and it, it takes me a good 10 minutes to just write out one like email or, or message wow. like, I just use my laptop my laptop it's, it's a Mac yeah, I just yeah, use yeah. that it's just so much easier I'd rather do yeah, yeah function yeah. for me it just works so much yeah. better yeah I don't even have an oh a MacBook um, from work also I just use a Windows um, oh, really yeah I can't I can't use uh, I, I, I just don't see myself using um, that's Apple. interesting yeah they're, ve- they're, they're built very differently aren't they yeah they are built like this operating systems and yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure about how different they are the, internally, the architecture and stuff, but the UI is certainly like the user interface is quite different. But Windows used to be the. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know who's who's on top, but uh-huh. Windows used to be like the ultimate. Yep. Operating system. Uh, it's the whole. What's it? Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs. Is that right? Is, yeah. Yeah. Late Steve Jobs. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And, some people argue <laughs> one's better than the other, but yeah, yeah. For me, I, I guess Window. yeah, you could argue it either way. Uh, a lot of creative people like Apple, um, a lot like more, graphic design yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, but see, even I remember using systems like ninety five, Windows ninety five, yeah. and Windows ninety eight. I don't think I used, or maybe two thousand. There was was there Windows two thousand? Yes, there was yeah. one. Um, and I, after that, I don't remember using Windows and I think switch over to Mac, but um, there was no, never really anything on Windows that those who had that skill mm-hmm. could use. Um, I think there was an application called, but I think it's more in the building and like CAD design, does that? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, is that on Windows? Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine they would have a, I'm not sure if they have a Mac version of it, but yeah. yeah I, I don't remember anything like that being available on Windows, in, especially like the early to late 90s. Oh, okay. Um, and that's why I think people went over, yeah. those creative mm-hmm. went over to, yeah. to Apple. Yeah. Because Apple have I'd that. I imagine, yeah. That, those, those, those yeah, there's, even the iPad was so good for like creative people um, when they launched it. It was yeah. just the user interface was so friendly. Um, yeah. I also think a lot of programmers like um, Mac, and I'd say probably the more serious ones like it. Um, yeah, there, there's, um, I've actually seen, there's a, uh, I think it's only available to those who, at that level. There, you can buy a desktop version of a MacBook yeah. that costs like six and a half thousand pounds. Like it has like yeah. 15 operating systems in it or whatever, yeah. I don't know, something ridiculous yeah. like that. And it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I just don't understand what it does. Yeah it, would be, yeah, it would be way too much for someone like, yeah, like it's, it's just not suitable for everyday use. But yeah, it wouldn't be running to run emails. It would yeah. be to run those pro- programs and softwares we talked about at the beginning, right? They probably, they probably 
hacking people or something. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Yeah, it would be good for that, I'd yeah, imagine. Yeah. yeah, if they have that much power. Yeah. Um, okay, so career-wise is to try and take yeah. that, that next step. Is there anything else that your personal achievements and goals that you want out of the next six to 12 months? Um, I guess being consistent. Um, In both work and, yeah, and, and, and yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Training. I think, yeah, like, yeah, trying not to go to extremes on either side and just finding a good balance and, like, being able to sustain it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say. And are you okay hard. with, like, you know, how would you deal with, uh, let's say, a week goes by that work, work is overloaded and training is suffering? Like, how do you deal with, with that? Uh, I need to remind myself sometimes this too shall pass, uh, but I, I argue to myself that it's almost the same way that like you have a scheduled meeting at work that mm. you show up, that you think about CrossFit the same way where, um, yeah, you, you just block out that time um, and then and do it. And, and to be honest, I, I rarely work weekends, so I have no excuse not to come here. <laughs> On a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so, so if, it, if it really was that like I was having a very tough week, I'd, just try to compensate for that by doing just showing up on Saturday and Sunday instead. Because yeah. I have seen there are times where you're in first thing six a.m. Yeah, and there are others where you're in a little bit later in yeah. the evening. Where do you feel that you get the most out of your training? What time? Um, are you a morning person in that? I sense? think I'm a morning person. Um, so I certainly get a lot more. But sometimes I like coming in the evenings because I I'd be less tired during the day um, if I if I did that, but equally, I just, if I, if I just wake up early and if I've trained before 90% of the population has yeah, yeah. done any exercise, yeah. that, that in itself is, makes me feel like I've done something and I'm, I, I feel, I feel good about it, like throughout the day and stuff. Yeah. So. And the last thing I want to ask you about nutrition wise, like over these, uh, you know, going from Bombay to Canada to, to London, mm -hmm. like food has changed quite a lot, right? Yeah. Um, has it has has it always has food or nutrition always been a big part of your life, or you just at that present moment you're just enjoying it as you go? Um, I think it became part of it as fitness became a bigger part of my life. I didn't understand very much about food or nutrition, at least when I was in Bombay. I didn't think about it that much. Very, is it very curry or oriented? Yeah, it's it's there's there's a lot of well, there's there's a lot of curry, there's vegetables. Um, uh, it was very, yeah, I guess you can say carbs are a big part of the meal. Um, but uh, I think as I got into, uh, yeah, like as I got into fitness, I thought a little bit more about or learned more about fitness really and like nutrition and like how it complements it. Um, so just thinking about not just the macros, like, you know, like proteins, fats, carbs yeah. but also like the micronutrients that are going in am i eating enough fruit and vegetable in a day or not um how much am i drinking um how do you well still apply these now you still yeah so i still think about them quite a bit um and um yeah I'd, I'd say i'm not militant about it or anything um what i try to do is at least the best i can is uh, just try to eat healthy during the weekdays but not go nuts over the weekend or something <laughs> <laughs> what would that look like what would like what, for you what, what would, would going, going nuts look yeah. like um 
well binge eating like okay like eating a whole pizza or um, yeah all you can eat sushi um, I mean sushi's not so bad to be yeah, honest can yeah. you, I mean you can definitely overload it but, yeah. but then again it's, it can also yeah, be a lot of well it's also yeah like with all you can eat sushi you're probably having like a few fried things and stuff, yeah, and yeah. stuff as well with yeah. it but uh, yeah so, so yeah just overindulging in those things uh, eating whole bag of chips and like chocolate when you say chips you mean crisps yes crisps so yes. i know there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of technology yeah. that you relate yeah yeah, to, yeah 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 i still haven't picked it up i'm yeah, afraid no, that's right it's, it's good it challenges uh, yeah. my knowledge too yeah you said earlier you said sidewalk and i was like straight all this yeah the yeah oh, yeah yeah. yeah the pavement, the pavement yes. yeah. but you're used that's, that's fine it's, it's, it's interesting to hear the different uh the different names for different for the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. um Panik, we've run out of time for today, um, but thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Um, and guys, we'll see you again next week.